This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Last but not least, definitely not least, um, on the offensive side of the ball, we got to look at some offensive linemen. Now, I, again, I'm going to put an asterisk on this conversation by saying this is a position the Packers always take in later rounds. They always hit in later rounds. So if they don't take an offensive lineman in day one or two, I'm not concerned that they're just simply not going to take one. They do a very, very good job at scouting later round talent. I mean, the ultimate example here, right, is David Bakhtiari was a sixth round pick. Um, they found John Rundin Jr. a couple seasons ago in the late rounds. So this is, I think, one of those positions that any time, any day, um, I feel pretty good about who the Packers are going to take. That being said, I would say about half the line right now is not locked in. And they typically go into camp with about like 10 to 12 offensive linemen of varying positions. So I'm expecting them to load up. What do you think? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's really hard because if, like, I don't see a world where Paris Johnson falls to 15 um, or, you know, like a Broderick Jones. But if those guys are there at 15, Broderick Jones being a Georgia Bulldog, <laughs> there's a very good possibility that Brian Gutekunst rushes his card up. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of it, you know, we're thinking like, hey, right tackle is a position of need. It is, but you don't know what the longevity of David Bakhtiari looks like either. We know that his cap situation, he restructured or is, you know, pending a restructure. Uh, but w- what happens if his knee doesn't hold up? You know, like you don't wish injuries on anybody, but he, he could he could be nearing the end of his career or at least nearing the end of his time with the Packers. So if you draft somebody like a Peter Skronsky from Northwestern and, you know, they play right tackle for a couple seasons, you also, I think, buy yourself a little bit little bit of insurance to say, hey, we can move them over to left tackle if something were to happen to David Bakhtiari or if he wasn't available. Um, there's a lot of guys who can play both spots. There's a lot of guys who probably would prefer to play left tackle, especially coming out of their rookie contracts and make big left tackle money in the NFL. But mm-hmm. if you move these guys over, at least you have versatility. You know, the right side of your line is solidified for a young quarterback. Um and then you have insurance if anything were to happen. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with Yash. I don't think anybody's going to offer a second-round pick for him. But never hurts to have backups, especially if you can draft somebody who's, like, a top-20 talent with your first pick. I, I don't think it's, like, the fun pick that everybody wants, like a JSN if he was on the board of 15. But I think it makes a lot of sense for where the Packers are at with Jordan Love. If it was Aaron Rodgers, I'm not yeah. sure I would think it would be a tackle. Yep. I was just about to say, you want to protect your quarterback, protect your quarterback, protect your own quarterback, because the last thing you want is a season full of Chiefs games where Jordan Love is getting blitzed up the wazoo and nobody can protect him up front. And then you have no idea, you know, if he can even run your offense. I'm curious what your thoughts are on like a Luke Whipler type of pick 
who's listed as a center, another Ohio State center, huh? But obviously, you know, they took Elton. Elton was considered a center at the time. Now he's very much a guard, move them around type, like interior. He's a day two pick, I would say. But the interior also feels like needs some work. Yeah. So I think that the Packers kind of have their first their first four. I know that there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily sold on Josh Myers yet as a center. So maybe mm-hmm. the Packers do take like a true interior um, prospect. But I feel like even when the Packers take guards and centers, it's very rare that they take like traditional guards and centers, if that makes sense. Like most of the players that they draft play left tackle because that's where when you're the best offensive lineman at that's your school, you play, you play left tackle yeah. and then you yeah. can move anywhere at the NFL level. Like, I I definitely think that that makes sense. I don't think Josh Myers necessarily has like a secure job by any stretch, but I think because he was a second round pick, he's given a lot more leniency than a lot of other prospects would have. Um, I think John Runyon kind of locks down right guard. Like I think he played really well. So to me at this point going into this draft, I think it's right tackle or bust. And, you know, Zach Tom needs to be in the conversation as one of your best five. Obviously, you know, you've got David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins on the left side. But yeah, I, I definitely don't think that it would hurt to have, we always call them like the Don Barclays, right? Like you need guys that can play everywhere on the line as your Swiss Army knife. And that's I think fine. the Packers will find one in the fourth round. Because I think, always so, do. I think I, I completely agree. I, that's why I, at the beginnings of this caveat, was saying, I really think the Packers do their traditional take maybe two guys in later rounds because I completely agree with you. I think going into camp, we know who the starting five are and who the swing is in Yash. There never hurts to have competition and there never hurts to have young blood, especially because, you know, we watched as Elton Jenkins blew his knee out and we watched as David Bakhtiari blew his knee out. And we hope that that never happens again. We hope all offensive linemen stay healthy forever, but that's just not the case. It's a very, very tough position. So you want depth, 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 but I think there are other needs and we're going to have a whole other show on the defensive side of the ball, but there are just other needs that to me seem more pressing in like a top a hundred or a top 50, I should say pick. Yeah. I mean, I think the way, and again, this is why we're fans and we don't have jobs in the front office unless Brian Goodkins listens to the podcast and says, Hey, these are two smart ladies. Let me offer <laughs> them jobs. But um, I think one way to look at it too is like, if the Packers go into the 2023 season with Yash Nyman or Zach Tom at right tackle, do you feel okay? And the answer is, yeah, I feel okay. Yeah. If the yeah. Packers go into the 2023 season with Rudy Ford and Traverius Moore as the starting safeties, do you feel okay? And I don't, I don't know if my answer, I don't think it's, yeah, I feel good. I think it's, ugh. So. I think that sounds like another Ladarius Gunter on Julio Jones NFC Championship game season. That's what that sounds like. Right. Me. So I think that's kind of, you know, the overall consensus is, is taking a tackle while you never fault the team for doing it. And it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Elton Jenkins, I don't think was like the sexy pick at the time when there were still tight ends on the board and wide receivers on the board. The Packers make, they find offensive linemen everywhere and they turn them into all pros. So I think that you kind of have to prioritize some of these picks, which we hate doing again. You don't want to reach for prospects, but there definitely is a hierarchy at this point of needs versus value. Yeah, 100%. Well, I think that does it for all of our offensive prospects. How are you feeling now that we're in April? I mean, like this is draft month before we wrap up. 
I'm excited. I love the draft. It always takes me a little bit to get into it because, you know, you're like, oh, you're still kind of like mourning the Packers not winning another championship. <laughs> but then mm-hmm. once we start to see like the combine and hear player interviews, like you fall in love with prospects. The prospects never go to Green Bay. And it's, you know, it's a cycle. It's very cyclical, but I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about football. We'll be doing a lot on draft night. We don't, we don't really fully know what that looks like yet, but It'll be a lot of fun. Everything's kind of ramping up. You said we got the defense next week. We're going to have a guest on. We'll do our live mock, like always, the the week of the draft. So lots of fun yeah. stuff coming up. Yes, lots of fun stuff. Please don't forget to tune in. You can follow us on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can follow Maggie on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney, myself at Perry underscore Goldstein. Packs what she said on Instagram and Twitch although those are quiet at the moment, but please go give us a follow. Like Maggie said, this month is draft month. This is what you will be listening to all draft all day. Um, So like subscribe, follow us, find us on any of your normal podcast streaming services. We appreciate your listenership as always and go pack. Go go pack. Go 2400 sports is an odyssey company. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.